0: Okay, so I want to talk about optionality. I almost forgot about this before we started recording. And I think if I scroll... Yeah, it's the last really big one I want to unpack from Taleb, but he's given us so much gold. And gosh, there is so much more. that I can't make this the Taleb podcast because he's got his books. So, <laughs> but optionality, I think, kicked myself if I missed it because I think this is so big. I'll, I'm actually going to move my screen, Luke. Do you have any idea what I mean by optionality? or what he means by optionality at this point, like being fully honest. Do you have any... Uh, I have Zero? no idea. <laughs> do you, know what, do you know what the term means? Optional- he's- do you have an opinion on what it means? No, not yeah. to be honest with you. Enough. <laughs> no I'm problem. not sure. Well, isn't this your lucky day? <laughs> so, all right. I'll, I'll quote Taleb again from Anti-Fragile, of course. If you have optionality you don't have much need for what is commonly called intelligence, knowledge, insight, skills, and these complicated things that take place in our brain cells. God, I love the way he puts things. For you don't have to be right that often. All you need is the wisdom to not do unintelligent things to hurt yourself. (laughs) All right. So this is powerful because it's a very different success narrative. And this is... No, 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 we're, we're unpacking, unpacking, unpacking it, don't really worry. So this is powerful <laughs> because it's a different success narrative and it's something that few people consciously cultivate. But it represents what most people would really benefit from. All right? So people aren't cultivating it, but in terms of what they actually are pursuing, going after and define as the things they want, this, is, this, is actually, this frame of optionality is actually more helpful than most things that people are doing. Right, Like applying themselves, working harder, trying to become more intelligent. That's a lot of things people conventionally do. This is actually more useful. And ironically, less work. So he gives the example of bumping into a friend in London and being invited to a dinner party. Come if you can make it, says the friend. And then he reflects on how beautiful this is. He is able to go if he pleases, but he's not obligated. Right? Does that make sense? The beauty of like being invited to something when it's like that and you're not obligated to go. Like if my brother had a wedding, I'd feel obligated to go. So bad luck if I don't want to do it. But if, if, if someone says, ah, oh, you have this option, it's great because you don't have to, it's so inexpensive, inexpensive to you to have an option, right? But the beauty is you have all the kind of control. You can just completely decide if you want to do it or not. Now he gives, so more practical and applicable example he gives in the book is from, I don't know if this is Tales or Thales of Militus, who's basically this old Roman dude who made a fortune taking out options on olive fields. So an option in a financial context is normally like you're reserving the right to something, but you're not obligated. I'll make it clear as I explain So this Thales guy, or Thales, I still don't know, raised a small amount of money and put down deposits. This is like 300 BC or something. Puts down deposits for oil fields around this place called Miletus and at low rents, so his cost is really low, right? So it's just deposits and it's rent, right? Instead of buying something outright. Then when summer came around, the olive presses soared in value. Demand for olives went right up, and this guy killed it. So, like, a modern example is having, say, 1% of your net worth in, like, Bitcoin or crypto, right, rather than 70% of your wealth. Because it could pay off big, right? Like, 1% of, you know, I don't know, like, an index fund is not that much, right, because what do you make, Luke, like, 2%, 4% per annum or something like that, right? So, like, why put 1%? It's just not even worth it. But something like a crypto could go off like, what, like crazy, like way more, right? So, But mm. if you lose 1%, yeah. who yeah. cares? Like You'll be all right, and you mm. definitely would have learned something. So you might have even be even better off than if you hadn't done anything with that 1%. But if it pays off, it pays off big. So going back to the oil field mm. example, it didn't cost that guy much to just have that option right he just he was renting the oil fields at low rents so if nothing happens who cares right but (laughs) if it it goes well it goes well big and so options are a big thing like you know in in property development because that's the world my dad's from you can actually option up properties or development sites where it's like instead of buying a whole property and holding it you can put down like a small percentage of the purchase price so say it's like one percent right so if you know mr developer comes to you luke gives you one percent of uh say you own this a million dollar property whatever uh one percent of that is if it's uh what is it 10 grand or something like that i'm very bad with my maths on the spot i think it's 10 grand yeah that makes sense it's 10 grand like that's not that much to a developer right because if a site's good they can make way bigger money but there's a structure of a thing called an option where they they can just do that and say options two years right so they have two years to decide if they want to like buy the whole side or not so it just doesn't cost them much to have that option it creates a lot of advantage a lot of potential upside but the downside and the cost of being in there is low yeah anyway not everyone listening to this wants to be a property developer or an options trader so how do we apply this to kind of our real-world opportunities as like Taleb's talking about I'll give my examples right so I put a lot of attention toward increasing and improving the options I have available to me which is again like the opportunity to do something but without like a huge obligation or a lock-in or you know having to go all in on it all right if you don't have the doors you can't open them pretty simple but that doesn't mean I also, the, the other end of the spectrum, is I gather as many doors as possible and opportunities as possible because then I overwhelm myself. It's somewhere in between. I certainly don't want no doors. So, for example, I'm placed in fields when I can participate in a cross-section of projects right now without commitment or obligation. Right? For example, ghostwriting, like investing stuff I do, anything kind of semi-related to startups I do, marketing work, there's some of the examples and they're things i kind of have floated over There's situations where like you can consult you can contract or in investing you can invest a small amount first you know sometimes when it's like angel investing before actually getting more involved or going deeper uh, but the thing is if you're not in the lobby you can't go to the higher floors so a big part of mindset is like how do i get into a lot of lobbies so I think maybe even better example than those kind of. So I guess firstly, there are just some fields and types of work that enable like a, a more gradual on ramp. For example, Luke, if you want to like if you wanted to change jobs to another company, right? It's kind of like an all or nothing, right? Like you, can, it's hard to work for like you can't work for Telstra yeah. and Vodafone, right? Uh, you know, unless no. you're some sort of contractor. Yeah. Yeah, But there are some industries where, like, a lot of marketing work, website design, stuff like that, you can start off kind of – but probably an even um, a better example is, like, people, right? So access to people brings you access to opportunity, right? Like, again, I don't know how great this is for you, Luke – but if you don't know me, you obviously can't like get involved in the With Joe Weeby podcast. I don't know if it's the opportunity of a lifetime, Yeah, but that's, that's a simple example. Now, if you don't know people who are running startups, uh, if you're looking for opportunities working in startups or you're looking for opportunities to invest in startups, it's pretty hard to get opportunities like that. If you're an investor, then you might be locked out of that and you can only invest in other things. So you don't have the option. But by simply having relationships with people like that, which doesn't how hard is a relationship to maintain, right? Liking a LinkedIn update or something, I don't know, checking in every now and then, an email, whatever it is, or just being in the right environment where you meet people, you have an option. There is a potential. It's super inexpensive. And it's kind of like, especially with people, you can't—you want to, in general, like very advantageous to maximize those lovely relationships you get to have. It brings a lot of options it brings a lot of opportunities to do things but not obligations to do things like friendship is actually a concept i think friendship as a concept is built on optionality in a romantic relationship you've got all these obligations right you gotta whatever (laughs) talk once a day or you know go date night once a week or whatever it might be not not be with other people perhaps but with friends it's all about optionality right like What are the obligations on our friendships, Mitty? Like, do we get together once a year and decide if we're going to renew it or not? Like, if I don't talk to you for six weeks, does that mean we've fallen out? If I say, you want to come over on Saturday and you say, I'm busy, does that come with, like, Luke never makes time for me? Like, not not really. So friendship, and you can have as many friends as you want. So friendship is this beautiful example of optionality. And again, acquiring friends which often, you know, everyone does something, right? So a lot of your friends might just, by, by coincidence, do cool shit, right? And so even just that can bring opportunities into your life. Like I've helped one or two people find jobs, for example, just because I knew someone was looking for someone to hire and someone who's looking for that sort of job. So mm. yes, you do still need to be the, if someone's thinking about you for an opportunity, it will be for a reason. They think you're competent. Some comp- some combination of you're competent and they like you, right? But you don't – you just need to meet the – you just need to pass the bar. It's like high jump. In high jump, it doesn't matter if you pass the bar, jump over it by a millimeter or a mile. It just matters if you pass the bar. You don't need to be the best in the world. Hmm. And this is my point of before around the people I've worked with and stuff. I don't really need like – you know, the be- sometimes having the best in the world is, is worse because they cost too much. Undervalued people are the best. But anyway, so, you know, you, to get access to opportunities, you just need to, like, pass whatever criteria for the thing it is. You don't need to be the best. You just need to be, like, you just need to be there, right place, right time, and you need to be, like, competent enough. Like, I wouldn't ask just anyone to help me with the podcast, for example. Right? Like, you obviously meet certain criteria, curious. I think you've got natural good, like, questions and everything like that. Uh, you're interested in, this, in these concepts, right? But unbeknownst to you, you have this optionality. <laughs> it, it finds you through the relationships. Yeah. So this is why uh, maybe if this makes more sense, this is why I'm like, the focus for me is like constant student. Because the community brings people together. And with people comes their learnings, their experiences, a lot of their contacts, a lot of the people they've met. And I, the Thousand Doors concept, I find other exciting people through my existing people and connections I have. In the same way, sometimes a friend will introduce you to your partner or girlfriend or boyfriend. People keep brokering more relationships, and so especially when you find people who are connectors, who spend a lot of energy connecting and introducing people. But, you know, if, if you're in none of these circles, you don't get any of the options. But you see, optionality, this is why Taleb's saying, I'll go back to that quote, if you have optionality, you don't have much need for what is commonly called intelligence, knowledge, insight, skills, and these complicated things that take place in our brain cells. You don't have to be right that often. All you need is the wisdom not to not do unintelligent things to hurt yourself. So in other words, Luke, you don't need to be on anyone's list as the most intelligent person they know, the most knowledgeable person they know, the most insightful person they know, the most skillful person they know. doesn't mean that you're not intelligent, you don't have knowledge, you don't have insight, you don't have skills. You just don't need to be the most. You just need a little bit of those things, but also the wisdom not to do unintelligent things. So you've never, I think, you know, (laughs) don't burn bridges. Right? <laughs> don't burn bridges. Don't be rude. Don't be obnoxious. <laughs> don't be, like, hard to be around. You just avoid, you know, don't, don't just say no without leaving the door open. And that's a, that's a big one, actually. That's, that's for a young person. I've had a lot of hard no's from people that burnt bridges. I had people who said, no, I don't want to mm-hmm. be part of 18 and Lost and pulled out the last minute. And you can really reframe those. Like, I was helping a young person apply... They had this difficult situation where there was this job opportunity, they weren't quite interested in the job, like not not something they wanted to do full-time, but it was a full-time offer, and they loved the people. It was to help these people they look up to grow their podcast. And they were spending hours agonising over the decision, all this, they're already working on a project they're passionate about. They show it to me, I go, this is how you write the email. And I I wrote it for this person, this young person, a community member. And I said, I would love to do this, but I can do it two or three days a week. I can't do it full time because I'm really committed to this project. We've got progress, and that's what lights me up. That's what I'm passionate about. This would be great, and I love what you do. I just I'm young, and I can't really go all in at this moment. So I'm I'm interested in doing it, but it'd be two or three days a week. But in saying that, me doing it two or three days a week, because I I am you know I'm not shy. I know my abilities. I'm sure it would be better than most people you'd get to do it full time. And that's the email. (laughs) That's what I gave them to send. And they sent it. And then basically what happened, the the podcasters came back and were like, oh, yeah, we probably can't justify it for a part-time role right now. But what we'll do, if you're keen, you can do it one or two days a week and learn and just learn from us and learn what we've learned. And and I was like, (laughs) they were like, the person was like stoked with that. And see what what we've done yeah. instead of s- saying no, which would be unintelligent, burning the bridge, but also going un- all in is unintelligent. I've helped this person optimize the situation for optionality, right? And it's that's magical because <laughs> it keeps the doors open. Yeah. So you've taken you've made the most of instead of instead of that hard no you've you're looking it seems like you're looking exactly. for these asymmetries wherever they wherever they are where the upside where the downside is very small and the potential huge. upside is quite is huge and by having small a bunch of these small optionalities is where you create the overall upside Exacto in your Mundo. life now this is <laughs> see the thing that's been hard for me especially with younger people though I love love them see a lot of the concepts that really move the needle are just not intuitive they're just not intuitive